something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. I don't know what Wacken is, but I want to listen to them a lot. Is that the band or is it Triple X? That's the festival, right? Oh, the festival. The Wacken Festival. Wacken. But uh, Marcus can't know. It's Wacken. It's a Wacken Festival. Wacken. Wow. Yeah. It's like the Fockers. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Marcus has a shirt that says Wacken 2019. <laughs> Triple X. It's the 30th anniversary of the Wacken Festival? Yes. And this is the first time hearing of it. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't go to the the Wacken Fest. I am a Wacken Festival. Well, I'm a carnival of Wacken. every day. Yeah. Oh, it was in Germany. It's my 48th anniversary of Wacken, so don't worry about it. Actually, <laughs> let me do the math on that. 37 years of Wacken. And proud of it. Going for 38. Wow, you were early. 11. Started. 10 and a half, 11. Wow. Bathtub. Yeah. I, <laughs> I made white the, worms, and yeah, I got nervous that I was broken. <laughs> you're afraid. <laughs> yep. I thought, I, thought, yep. I, I thought something happened that shouldn't. That's the only time that color's ever come out of me. Release like, the Kraken. Oh, no. Definitely untied something. <laughs> and do I mom? tell mom? Yeah, I remember, no. I remember just going, oh, God, what's this? <laughs> and then I gave birth to I, uh, I think I cried, worms. honestly. Oh, I was miserable. I felt so bad about myself. Sea monkeys in there. Now, I've discovered through therapy, this is an odd thing. All that right. prior to that, probably uh, starting about age six, uh, when I would have pan- – like when you were a panic kid who like, oh, I'm not – this is like you'd have like a moment where you were nervous. Or- I would have that experience. Uh, I would have like a – climax little, Yeah, climax. I, nothing, would, nothing would happen, but I would get the feeling of it. So it happened uh, fourth grade, uh, day before Thanksgiving. Uh, I was told by my teacher that all the assignments that I thought were due uh, later were due that day. So I was like – I thought I was going to fail the Boner. whole fourth grade. Yeah, you get a little wood. Yeah. And I freaked out, and I had to speed through these hard assignments. And, I was, and all I had to do was like – and I'm nervous. And then my body just went – I'm like, well, now I feel great. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but your body's natural mechanism to calm you down is phenomenal. That's why you took so many naps when you were younger? Yeah, Little League, Eastdale Angels, 1981, Little League. I went out there, and I had a blister on my finger, and I was pitching. I didn't tell the coach my finger hurt, and I was walking everybody. I was terrible. Walked in two runs, and I looked at the bench. I'm like, I ain't got it. He said, go. Fight through. Walk the next guy. Walk in a third. I'm like, ah! Start getting the tears because you're only in fourth grade. You're like, I'm blowing it for everybody. Start getting the tears. He comes. He pulls me. I sit on the bench. I'm crying. I'm like, everything's going to be okay. All right. And then probably probably six probably six or seven times from age six to about ten. And then that neighbor girl that moved in, that Denise girl that started to show me her cans all the time. Is that the one in the living room or whatever? That's no, right. that was the one got in the, the pen. bushes. And that's the one I drew the pubes on yeah. for. <laughs> Worth it. Because I thought I was going to have to show her this Worth thing eventually. It. I didn't have any pubes. So I was like, I know you're supposed to have pubes. I've seen, I've seen magazines. I don't got those, so I'll draw some on. But I use blue ink. So I just made big, your just sweaty blue stains in my underpants. But, uh, yeah, so then I went into the bathtub after she showed me her boobs. Took a bath. Touched it. <laughs> White one. And I thought for sure. I, I thought for sure I'd released the ghost of my grandfather or something. Like, that. <laughs> like, like what is happening? Like, part of my essence is gone. Did he die recently around that Yeah, he time? had died right around then. Whoa. <laughs> or he was dying, actually. That's a lot the of curse. He was dying. 
Yeah, the word. Yeah, like it's I had, cursed. and I thought for sure that you know, like you see that, like like in movies, the mummy's tomb. That's the kind of thing that happens. You open the thing, and <laughs> just this junk comes out. I'm like, well, that's something that's never happened. Before. And Brendan Fraser's there to comfort you. Well, he was very young at the time. But he was there. <laughs> he was five, <laughs> but it was good to have him nearby. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. You know, I've never, I haven't thanked Brendan enough for that first day that he watched me. <laughs> <laughs> orgasm my very first time i should text brendan right yeah, now brendan fraser i got it not brendan donnelly oh damn yeah. it brendan donnelly was on my baseball team he doesn't know about that uh world champion world series world champion brendan donnelly pitcher for the angels pirates and every other team that took him for 10 <laughs> minutes was on my little league team where i sat on the bench and uh myself served it up <laughs> Where the Wacken yeah. Festival yeah, I, I had the Wacken Festival hadn't begun yet, but the, uh, the, the, the sound check was going pretty good. How'd that Little League team do? We were good. We, we had Brendan Donnelly, for God's sakes. I was the better pitcher at the time. I thought you said he wasn't. Yeah, I was going to so say, I thought you I was he wasn't that good. Nine. He was I think 18. Brendan was eight, and I was Albie nine. Lopez? No, that was here. This was oh, in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. So Brendan was eight, and I was like nine, and we were the young kids on the team because it was like an 11 and up, but we were – Good pitchers, so they put us up one league up. Brennan was just a kid, and he was he was really good. he was fat though. He's not fat anymore. He's a fat kid. But he could hit home runs. You could put a ball behind him and he'd hit a home run. The kid could smash. So he was on the team, but he didn't know that that time I was having a rough day pitching. <laughs> that, that I uh, sat on the bench and myself. What if that's the way he got, <laughs> got so successful too? World Series dugout. Hey, I, and I talked to Let's the therapist. I talked to my therapist. I'm like, was that normal? And she goes, a lot of times, that is how your body copes with stress at a young age. And it, and it does that. Goop? Yeah, but I wasn't gooping. I was just oh. making the feeling. <laughs> the first goop was in the bathtub. And that's when I thought, oh, God, goes to granddad's. <laughs> I ran from that stuff. And then I thought that's for sure. That's what she tells you. And then afterwards, she's like, this guy. Oh, I thought for sure that once the air hit those releases that they'd turn purple and stain the bathtub forever and i'd be known i thought i was the only person in the world who'd ever done it and then Hayam sanchez in seventh and it went on for years Hayam sanchez in seventh grade drew he was one of those artist kids yeah he drew a dude with one huge right arm and one real skinny left arm and he goes what do you think this guy's been doing all day and i'm like you do it too what <laughs> and he's like yeah sweet i'm not a creep turns out i am I just do whatever the rest uh, I got an email from a girl named Julie Thacker, and she says, I'm wheeling it for the keg hunt. Did you say Drew already hid those? He sure did. Uh, our four-wheel drive kegs are out. They're loose and running. And uh, I would venture to guess, all you four-wheelers who know, the Table Mesa area is where I would guess. Drew has hidden those. The Terminator, upper and lower. Trails are great. Uh, raw deal would be one I don't think Drew's ever. Good luck. That's not, you know, for the people I'm talking to. That's they know. No, no, no. I mean, they know it. When, once you're there, finding it. He's good yeah, at hiding it, We buried him. Well, I went out there one year and Tripp and uh, the BJ boys, me and Tripp and Drew went out, and uh, we buried them with a shovel and the then one, had the placard hanging up. The one he hung in a tree stayed there while people were underneath it. Yeah, they couldn't see it. But he did it again, and he's good at it. So if you're a four-wheeler and you want to take that time like Julie's doing, she's going out today. Those are out. I asked Drew. He said, yeah, eight hours, 120 miles. Wow. It's all over out there on those tracks. So, and tomorrow, if you want to wait, though, if you want to get in your Razor scooter and have a good day on Good Friday and hang out, the weather's going to be amazing tomorrow morning, and head out to the desert and find them. We always get those found, which is amazing. Those are never uncovered. Those The uh, community of Razor drivers and side-by-sides and stuff like that, they're always out there looking. So 
pretty awesome. Nicely done uh, to our friend Drew Hutchinson. Can't keep a job, but man, he can hide a keg. If that were a job. Oh, yeah. If hiding kegs were a job, he'd be CEO of it. And then who's firing who? But in the world of radio, poor job performance leads Drew right to the unemployment line. Ask any, any employer of radio. He's been to, I think he's worked everywhere. Riviera, fired. Here, fired. Sandusky, fired. Uh, where else? Oh, Bonneville, fired. But man, he can hide some kegs. Sounds like a normal radio job to me. Should be working on his resume, but he's out there hiding kegs. <laughs> I love that guy. He's awesome. So those are out there if you want to go find him. And then I got an email from a guy who said, all right, my roommate did something pretty great. He knows I, dr- I eat cereal every morning, and he froze my milk last night and put it back before he left. So I've got a big block of frozen milk. <laughs> Waiting for he goes, how do I get him back? I'm not good at April Fool's jokes because yeah. mine are always violent. I call him and tell him his parents are dead. Like those are the things that I think of that I think are – and they're not funny. It's just Let me guess Marcus tragedy. Like Marcus, do you – what would you do? What does Marcus Meng's April Fool's look like? Good God, so much goat blood. Oh. Have you, I don't even want to know. He's walking towards the mic and I'm scared. Unidentified limbs. No, the, the best thing to do is to freak everybody out. I just uh, be – Quietly nice to everybody. Yeah, that's and true. then everyone else just is concerned for they are my well-being What's and going theirs. on? They assume he's up to something. Right. And somebody actually said that about the thing this morning. He's like, Brett used his brain. He goes, that was, those clues were good and the thing was difficult. And he said, I thought for sure this was an April Fool's joke that you guys didn't even do a code on the thing. And they were just messing with everybody who showed We wouldn't do that to you. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah. Well, that's how the bike zero. lock comes. It shows up as zeros. If you ever want to steal a bike, go to a place where old people ride bikes. All the locks are zero, zero, zero. They can't figure out how to do it. So every lock there is zero, zero, zero. Almost all of them. If you're in that game, <laughs> hey, there's an idea. Steal your friend's bike. <laughs> Take, <laughs> clear out a bunch of his stuff from like the garage or storage or whatever, and then just wait until he finds out. No, you cut uh, two thirds of the spokes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Wobble, wobble. Now, that's a prank. Because it wobbles. He thinks nothing's wrong, and eventually he's dead. Yeah. I like that Stabbed one. Stabbed by the spokes. Yeah. Or you uh, fray the brake lines a little bit. That's not bad either. Yeesh. Yeah. And we have an Italian already. Jeez. We don't need him. We've got <laughs> Satan. <laughs> I, I have no, no, no idea. No, these are jokes. These aren't even serious. Yeah, no. sure, sure. <laughs> these are just sure, sure. a fun one. I don't have any pranks for that. Brady, you probably did pranks for April Fool's and... Not the fraternity no. or anything? I've never been no, much No, not really. That. We didn't do much. In, well, except for that dead girl. You ordered her a bunch of pizzas. I've done right? the, uh, I did the Was that April Fool's? Over the no. toilet. The what? Did cellophane. Oh, that's over good. Over the toilet. And then Just, because knowing that. Um, yeah, because piss on the floor is always Late fun. night. You could do like the guys that I. Right. Uh, that, I the mess you realize. I experienced an apartment with for three months. Is uh, My friends Chris and his uh, cousin Andy shared a room together. And one was drinking the other one's drinks in the fridge. And every time, uh, I think it was Andy would get up, he would want his coffee and his milk. And the milk was already always gone. So one morning I watched Andy put his dick in Chris's milk gallon and just shake it all over the place <laughs> and then pop it back on. And then he did a bunch of other stuff. And then Chris was making stuff and I, there's a dick in that. He's like, what? And then he dyed all of Andy's work clothes blue. <laughs> Took it to the next level, and then there was a fist fight, and that wasn't April Fool's. That was just I hate you, cousin. And he and they was, was that bad. Tony Roma's clothes? Yeah, no, 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 no. no. He thinking. was a banker. He worked at a bank. These oh, were suits and no. stuff. <laughs> like he dyed them. He got 
that writ die yeah. and dyed all of his work dress shirts blue. Wow. And just laid them on his bed. Just blue stains Gotta all over. Got to say, sounds fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, you put your wang in my put milk. Put your wang in your milk. Yeah. It's going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to cost you a couple of shirts. Keep your dick out of my milk is basically the message all men have for each other. I think that's just that's just based that's like an old parable, isn't it? It's an unwritten law, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Look, uh, we both agree here. Just let's keep each other's dicks out of each yeah. other's milk. Beer is fine; it's sanitary. The alcohol kills it. Right, but milk, right, right. it's almost the, it's almost as it should be as clear as like ah six and one half dozen the other. Hey, just keep your dick out of my milk. We'll be good. <laughs> that that was on the third tablet of the, the Fifteen <laughs> right, Commandments, wasn't right, it? Right. Thou shalt not put a dick in another man's milk. Oh, and it means so many other things. It's oh, a metaphor yeah. for so much. This guy got his dick in my milk. What, in what way? That you was, know, metaphorically. That was the original cover out the wife. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to take my job. Yeah, he's my, this guy's sitting next to me here. I know what he's up to. He's totally got his dick in my milk. <laughs> yeah, that guy's definitely trying to take your job. I understand what you're saying. Anyway. He's trying to steal your girl? <laughs> got you. Did you think you could just come over here and put your dick in my milk? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to dye your clothes blue. It's a whole new language. Anyway, happy April Fool's, everybody. <laughs> I have no clue how to do April Fool's jokes. I don't get it. I don't. I, it, I, the only thing I do is revenge. You said it best earlier this morning. No one likes April Fool's. No one likes it. No, I mean, it, and the worst part is, is when it's good, it's cute. And that makes me sick. Cute is gross. Like, it's like a guy, dad Well, joke. the guy that just emailed earlier this yeah. morning. He laughed at the frozen milk. He laughed at frozen milk, but it's cute. It's It's destructive. It's dumb. But now you're now you're in for it. Now you've created the monster of the guy with the frozen milk. Going well, if you're going to get me, I have to get you. Yeah, retaliation. So pee in a shampoo, and then it's going to amp up and amp up, and before you know it, like somebody's got a knife in their back, and it's August. (laughs) <laughs> right, right there's a guy walking around it just keeps going with, holding his hand away from his arm like oh it's off because the stupid frozen milk joke just keep your dick out of people's milk that's it yeah, i don't think april fool's any good and it'll be that one little cute joke and you have to look at okay thanks audrey great one and then you move on with life and just thinking about how you're gonna kill audrey i don't like april fools but good luck with all that frozen milk Really? In the end, it's like, did you get my frozen milk joke? Come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's going, did you, did you have a good cereal this morning? Yeah, I, I did. did. And then you say, that was cute. Yeah. Did you wash your hair? Because I pissed in your shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> it just, and I always take it to that next level That's of like, just this hating this. Yeah, so. Should have just put rat poison on the cereal. <laughs> right. Marcus is right, though. Someone's going to die, and it's going to be around Columbus Day. And it's not going to have anything to do with this. It's going to be yeah. the dominoes well, that lead to it. If Brett's involved, someone oh, allegedly yeah. may die oh. for Columbus Day. It's like somebody got a little uppity with my milk. I'm going to have to – there's a horse head in your bed. And you're Don't like, mess with this gabagool. Happy April prank? Fool's Day. Oh, that was my meat plate. So what are you going to do? Happy April Fool's Day, everybody. Just don't get each other killed. That's it. Keep your dick out of that guy's milk. It's 98. 98. If the younger generation doesn't get into rock, then guess what? An art form has died.